Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Let's dive right in. I am recording this the morning after Super Tuesday. And so we have seen something pretty amazing happen in the Democratic side of American politics. Of course, we know that Donald Trump's going to be the candidate for president for the Republicans. Um, But on the left, on the Democratic side, something pretty interesting is happening. At the beginning of the primary season, when we had primaries in Iowa and New Hampshire and Nevada, uh, Bernie Sanders came to the fore. And the big national debate was, was America willing to embrace socialism? Was America willing to embrace, you know, socialized medicine, government-controlled medical system, and uh, and uh, government-controlled education, which is what it would have been required if Bernie Sanders' plan for free college education was instituted, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, P- Bernie Sanders would do interviews. He would talk about his programs. When Nora O'Donnell once famously asked him what any of this would cost and how he would pay for it, he said he really had no idea. And that pretty much is how socialism works, to be honest with you. It engages in social plans. Uh, it engages in, in, in government control of just about everything, including the means of production. Uh, but it really doesn't have any accountability economically. You don't have to balance the ledger. You just simply control government and government is no longer an economically accountable entity. And that's pretty much what Bernie Sanders was recommending. As some of you who might be Bernie Sanders fans listening to this podcast, may object to that analysis, but I I think it's fairly well established. And certainly in the history of socialism, what we can be sure of is that the the Soviet Union uh, during the Soviet days was not an economically balanced institution. It was not uh, uh, income, outgo, you know, ledger sheet balanced kind of society. You simply government controlled everything. You didn't worry about the economics of it. Um, It was a command society. Uh, We found out it didn't work. It didn't produce the best. It's people suffered, but nevertheless, what you dispense with is having to be accountable about the cost of things. Government gets what government wants and the people pay the price in their labor and in their sacrifices. Well, I'm certainly not calling Bernie Sanders that kind of a Soviet uh, communist, but Soviet policies are very akin to socialist policies and they simply lean to the state as the controller and the provider of the major services in a society. So we were having a debate earlier on during the Democratic primaries that basically was about, is America ready to embrace socialism? And the reason was that Bernie Sanders had done surprisingly well. Well, as of the South Carolina primary in which Joseph Biden did very well, and now Super Tuesday in which he has uh, absolutely excelled, we're beginning to see a little bit of return to normalcy. And let me explain what I mean by that. The fact of the matter is that the United States is a centrist country. Um, Even though the wing nuts, hard left, hard right, get the attention, uh, people like uh, Rush Limbaugh or people who are extreme right on the right get attention, people who are extreme left, like Bernie Sanders, get attention. The fact is that this is a centrist country. And the main debates happen between slightly left of center and slightly right of center. Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, is slightly left of center. 
Uh, most Americans, by the way, are slightly right of center, just slightly, but slightly right of center. And as I've been saying in this podcast for years, I'm sure you've heard me say, most of the real business of governing happens either side of the center. It happens slightly left, slightly right, and you come together and the and moderation is what ends up being produced. It's what the founding fathers intended. They intended that extremes, they intended that radicals, they intended that the outlier idea would be modified over time by a moderating effect of government, of debate, of negotiation, of the need for uh, brokered deals and of, of agreement from different parties. And so that would land the country approximately in the middle. And that's pretty much where we are. So while initially, and by the way, I have to say it's because the primary system is a little bit weird. Uh, you tend to have a more uh, a more unusual group in Iowa, in New Hampshire, and in Nevada, the early primaries voting. And so you don't get a result that is indicative of where the country as a whole is. Um, the discussion was very much uh, Bernie Sanders is the country ready for him. Well, most of us knew that wasn't going to fly. The South is not socialist. The West is not socialist. That's not where we are. Uh, it worked because of the unusual primaries. By the way, you might want to take some time if you care about this kind of thing and go back and look at who won, who has won Iowa in years past. And, and very rarely is the person who won Iowa uh, even close to being president. Uh, Pat Robertson, by the way, won, won Iowa uh, for the, in the Republican primary years ago. Uh, Barack Obama, if I recall correctly, got absolutely smacked, did not win at all, and yet he became president. Um, so this, it, it's a skewed system. But when you start to get to Super Tuesday, where you have states from all over the country and you have a better representation of where Americans are, and certainly when you start to move in the South, which is a huge portion of our country, and by the way, uh, represents more of the African-American voting bloc, um, you begin to have more moderation. So now uh, it very much looks like Joseph Biden is going to be the Democratic nominee. I know it's early for me to say that. We still have to have some... Uh, some primaries for that to be confirmed. He doesn't have the full delegate count that he needs, uh, but he has one Texas. He has one South Carolina. He has one, yay, Tennessee, where I'm sitting right now. Uh, he has uh, one other states that are really uh, critical. And Bernie Sanders declined dramatically. Now, he and his followers are likely to complain that there's uh, some duplicity, some corruption going on here. But let's just say, let's just remember that Joe Biden was tanking before the South Carolina primary. Joe Biden was tanking. He was running out of money. It was about to be the most embarrassing run of a vice president for president in American history. Uh, only slightly less embarrassing than the run by Bloomberg, who has spent more than any other person in American history at this stage and has produced exactly the same number of delegates as those who aren't running. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. So uh, all that to say, I don't mean to laugh at him. I think he's a man with, with some virtues, but but he was attempting to buy a presidential election. And, and, and I'm, I'm glad that that got shut down so people won't attempt it in the future. The fact is that we are likely looking at a Biden-Trump presidential race. And uh, what's going to have to happen here is that Trump is going to have to appear uh, to be a bit more centrist. What Trump likes to do is he likes to talk extreme. He likes to talk extreme right. He likes to talk about 
you know, shutting down immigration and, 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 and he speaks in extreme terms. But in a lot of areas, he's definitely conservative, but he also leans towards the middle. Uh, for example, he is a, he's been a bit of an advocate for gay rights. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's not where the religious, his religious rights supporters are on gay issues. Um, he's actually spoken positively of gay rights and, uh, and the, the, even the morality of, of a homosexual uh, and gay kind of lifestyle, LGBTQ. Um, that's unusual for a guy who has such strong support from the religious right. So my point is that if you're going to understand American politics, if you're going to understand what's happening in our society, you have to not be distracted by the wing nuts. You have to not be distracted by extreme right and extreme left. Governing happens. The debate happens. The discussion happens either side of the middle. And when we have a government shutdown, ultimately, they're going to have to come to the middle and come to an agreement. When you have a big contest of ideas, ultimately, they have to come to a middle, to the middle and come to agreement. It's what the founding fathers intended. It's the way our governmental system works. It's meant to check the outlier, the radical, the, the strange idea. Uh, the, the, uh, you can be innovative, but you can't be extreme and, not, and run things through the American government. And by the way, this would all work even better if Congress actually functioned like it should. It's not. So we're likely to have a Biden-Trump race. It's likely to be from slightly left of center to slightly right. Joseph Biden is a, is a moderate uh, Democrat. He's not extreme. Um, I mean, if you're, if you're a hardcore conservative, then obviously he appears extreme. But on the American scale, he's, he's left of center, but not extreme left. Donald Trump is right of center, talks extreme right, but actually isn't very much. Um, and so we're going to have an interesting debate. Now, if the election was held tomorrow, the statistics, the surveys show, the polls show that Donald Trump would win. And I'll tell you one thing that's got to happen. Joe Biden is going to have to stop making old man gaffes on national television. He's going to have to stop mistaking his sister for his wife. He's going to have to stop not remembering the name of the person who's interviewing him. He's going to have to stop saying he's looking forward to appointing the first African-American woman senator uh, because you don't appoint senators, by the way, uh, and are swearing in, I guess maybe he said, uh, swearing in the first because there have been many uh, African-American female senators. Um, the point of all this is that Joe is going to have to stop making gaffes that make him look like the dotty uncle. Uh, Donald Trump is already sharpening his knives to literally destroy Biden. I think uh, that Trump would have liked to run against Bernie Sanders because he would have destroyed him. This will be a harder race, but he still has the upper hand. But it's a debate about where the center is. It's a, about, it's a debate about whether uh, how you define the center. And keep this in mind always when it comes to American politics. We have not had extremists dominate our government because we have a government that forces negotiation, forces debate, forces deliberation, forces contemplation. Those of you who got tired of watching the impeachment debates, now that we've got some distance, at least look at it and say, for heaven's sakes, they debated, they pondered, they considered. We might not agree with what was decided, but there was deliberation that brought things relatively to the middle. And, and we when I say to the middle, what I mean is um, a moderate approach is not to impeach a U.S. president for something that is somewhat questionable. That was the conclusion of the American Congress, and that's a moderate 
position. And so that's how our country is run. If you're going to analyze, if you're going to activate, if you're going to run for office, if you're going to be part of the process, if you're going to understand it, if you're just going to be a commentator, you have to understand that in America, the center holds. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.